was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. It was the best. Uh, this is the podcast where me and a guest, we, uh, we review or discuss uh, a classic Simpsons episode that is a favorite of my guests, uh, and then we subject ourselves to watch an episode uh, post-season 15, somewhere around in the 20s most likely, and uh, we discuss that and compare and contrast uh, the early season to the late season. Uh, with me uh, this time is Jacob Mayer. Yellow. How you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing great. Thank you for doing it. This is the first podcast. This is the first episode first of the one. podcast. So thank you. You're one of the uh, you're one of my oldest uh, friends who is a Simpsons fan. Uh, so I think that makes sense that you would be the first. Um, I, I, you've been watching pretty much from the beginning, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I you know pretty young when it first started uh, in you know 1989, 1990. I was still pretty young then, but uh, you know caught on couple seasons later been watching since elementary school um you know really got into it uh you know towards about fourth fifth grade i guess that was the the height of uh my simpsons fandom um you know just kind of just kind of stuck with me uh all these uh classic episodes over the years have you watched any of the newer episodes i mean aside from the one that we're going to talk about today you know honestly i'll i'll watch it if it's on tv uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sit down on a Sunday night and if I see there's a new episode of the Simpsons and I'm already sitting down yeah, on my couch, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out, but I don't, I don't go and seek it out. It's just, you know, every now and then I'll find a good one, a good episode that I like a whole lot. And, uh, but it, for the most part, it's just not consistently something that interests me. So I, just, I don't seek it out. Yeah, that's kind of to to a lesser degree. That's how I do it. Like I'll I'll sometimes like the Apple TV app will be like, "Hey, new episode of The Simpsons," and if I've exhausted all my other TV shows that I'm keeping up with, I'll be like, "All right, let me watch it." If I get bored while I'm like cooking dinner or something like that, I'll I'll slap that on. Right. But, you know, to me, it's almost like not even the same show anymore. It's just kind of a mm-hmm. spinoff. You know, some th- that's some of the characters really... are there. Yeah, but it's just not. It's. There's so many things that are different as far as the way the show is written, mm-hmm. the things that they joke about, um, yeah. and some of the character stuff that they do as well is just wildly different than it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, it, it completely just, agree. While there is some familiarity with the characters, it just seems like a different show entirely, uh, yeah. you know, depending on um, you know what you're watching. And I felt like the two episodes that we're going to discuss today were uh, very much not alike. Oh, yes. Um, very different. So. Not just in plot, but also in quality and uh, character development. Right. Um, so actually, let's go ahead and dive in here. Uh, so the episode that Jacob uh, chose is from season five, episode three, uh, Homer Goes to College. Uh, it's a fantastic episode. Uh, Jacob, do you want to explain why you chose this episode? Or, Well, I chose this episode because some of the other episodes I wanted were already taken. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> for, for other episodes of this <coughs> podcast, but... This one is near and dear to me for a few reasons. Um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, I've been watching The Simpsons since elementary school, and this was season five. So, you know, mid-90s, that was uh, a little bit before I was in college. Right. Uh, you know, like a solid eight or nine years before I went to college. Um, but, uh, you know, in some ways, this was kind of a roadmap for me. Um I actually, um, when I applied for college, we did this uh, spring testing at mm-hmm. UNO where, you know, you go and you can test out of credits. Right, right, yeah. Um, so for my English, you know, sit down uh, essay, I wrote an essay about uh, how The Simpsons uh, have formed my opinion on pop culture. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, in in a few different ways. So I have a little bit of a link there. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, another reason I picked this episode is because I was really into a lot of the Conan O'Brien episodes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, big fan of you know Late Night with Conan O'Brien back in the day, and actually I looked it up. He is—he was the lead writer on surprisingly few Simpsons episodes. Really, there was only a handful. 
I think the one that people know the best is uh, Marge versus the Monorail. Yep, that is that's probably one of my favorites all time. Right. Now, I don't even know if anyone picked that episode for the, Not the podcast, yet. but I decided to go this route instead. Um, I, I knew I wanted to pick a Conan O'Brien episode, mm-hmm. and there were a handful of them that were really good. Uh, you know, Monorail probably being his most famous, most yeah. acclaimed, but I liked this one a lot as well. So there's... Those are a couple of reasons why I picked this one. This episode, I didn't realize how many, and we'll get into it as we go through the episode itself, but I didn't realize rewatching it, how many like quotes from that show or from that episode are like the ones that are in the zeitgeist of like Simpsons quotes. Like so much of the Simpson vernacular came from this very episode. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that one, that one, and that one, like all of this is the same episode, which like, I think that's one of the things that uh, you notice with the earlier episodes is it's like the really good ones have just like, oh my God, like so much of that shaped pop culture, just that one episode. There was, I was thinking about it. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll read something on the internet and, It'll just trigger your memory and a Simpsons quote will pop Mm -hmm, into your head. mm -hmm. There was, I don't know if you saw, uh, I don't remember what website it was, but it was, um, you know, whoever owns the, what used to be like the Gawker group, the whole Deadspin family. There was some article about a giant bee that (laughs) that they found uh, in Malaysia or something that was once thought to be extinct. It's like Mm -hmm. a hundred times bigger than a normal honeybee. Right. And... I read this article on the internet and my first thought was the bee bit my bottom. <laughs> now, now my, my bottom's, bottom's big. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was one of the quotes I completely forgot was from this episode. Um, but yeah, so I guess a brief synopsis of this episode is that um, the nuclear, uh, what do you call them? People come to the regulatory, uh, commission. regulatory commission. Exactly. They come to inspect the, uh, the nuclear power plant. Everyone's asleep. Uh, they it's throw, nap time. Yeah, it's nap time at the nuclear power plant. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they throw Homer and two other dumb, dumb employees in the basement. Uh, and their job is to watch a bee in a jar while the regulatory committee goes and inspects and interviews people uh, to keep them out of the way. Um, but, uh, well, Homer's the head bee guy. Head bee guy. <laughs> which is probably the best title he's ever had in <laughs> any of his jobs. I wonder if when in later episodes when they rattle off like all the jobs he's had, if head bee guy is one in there. I can't remember. But I don't know. It was a very short-lived uh, episode for him yeah. as head bee guy. It was, it was not a long stint. Yeah. So, yeah, long story short, uh, they find out that Homer does not have a degree in nuclear physics uh, or even a credit, I think, is all he right. needs. He just needed to take nuclear physics 101. He didn't even do that. Well, if, if you remember, um, I, I'm assuming <laughs> I don't know what season or episode it was, but I'm assuming it, it happened before this episode in the uh, Simpsons zeitgeist. But he did have to go back and finish high school. That's as right. Well, yeah. Uh, earlier in in the in the series. <laughs> right. Um, and so we see not, his not that, not we see his GED linear, in this episode you know. also. Yes, he <laughs> lights his GED on fire. At, Which. At, Another classic, uh, so good, point. and then he sings the "I am so smart, I am so smart, S, uh, I, I am so smart, S M R T, I mean S M A R T," which legend has it Dan Casanella actually fucked up and said S M R T unintentionally and caught himself and did it, and they were like, "No, that's so in that's, character, we're going to keep it." Yeah, it's, it's 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 an absolutely indelible moment for anybody who um, who has followed. You know, the Simpsons since, right. since the uh, the peak in the mid '90s. Uh, you know, everybody knows that one. Yeah, um, and that's that's incredible. If you know, he just did that he on just the first goofed. take <laughs> yeah. on accident. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see. Basically, so Homer uh, they eventually Homer gets stung by the bee and yes. he jumps out of a, a manhole cover yes. out of the ground right in front of the regulatory committee people, and they're like, "Oh, there's Homer." So they make him sit in this van uh, with a simulated uh, control uh, panel thing uh, that he sits in front of every day. And they make him, uh, you know, basically do what he needs to do for the day. And uh, he and it's just a simulated thing. And somehow he triggers a nuclear meltdown yes. in the process, even though it's not connected to anything that could do that. Uh, so because of that, that's when they find out he needs to go back to college. Uh, one of the little small jokes in it that I thought was very funny um, 
they're watching TV. Uh, Bart's watching TV when they cut back to the house, and there's an ad on the television, and you just hear the audio for Worcestershire sauce flavored yes. co- cola. Yes. <laughs> like it's so stupid, and it's like I, that, that's one of the things that I feel like in the later episodes I don't notice is those little small like subtle jokes that like if you're not fully paying attention, if you're doing something else, looking at your phone or whatever, you're just gonna miss. And I don't think I don't know. I feel like these classic episodes have those. I um I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but that you know that second episode that we just watched, I felt like mm-hmm. there wasn't really anything subtle about it. Um, yes, there was no shortage of jokes. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, and you know maybe it's like a forest for the trees type situation sure. where I might have missed some of the subtle yeah. jokes because the other non subtle jokes are coming at so, us a hundred miles right. an hour, which is possible. And it could be a thing where you know if we went back and rewatched this, you know, somewhere down the road maybe so he goes to college and homer all he knows is about college is what he's seen in movies and tv shows uh so those classic you know animal house revenge of the nerds type stuff they're fighting with the dean you know that the 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 movie that he's watching what is called school of hard knockers (laughs) which just could have been a real movie in the 80s if if you didn't know this was a simpsons gag and someone said uh you know, someone told you about this movie, School of Hard Knockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds believable. And the bra bomb. I mean, yeah. that's like that's oh, the absolutely. type of shit that they would do in right. those movies. Uh, I like that the president uh, is into the bra bomb and uh, is like, he's going to be my secretary of partying down. <laughs> well, I believe, uh, you know, I believe Clinton was the president when this episode came out. So that not, not that he was, he was the, the president the character. in the fake movie. Right. But, you know. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, they were probably modeling off of him. And, you know, uh, most of the presidents. Uh, Kennedy, also uh, a little bit of a philanderer. Um, obviously, our current president. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> staying on, on track here. But uh, let's see. Another, oh, another classic scene, obviously, is when Marge drives Homer to Springfield University and they pull into the parking lot and the nerd's walking by and he yes. just yells out, nerd! <laughs> like, that's a classic. An ex-girlfriend of mine actually had that set as her ringtone for right. me, one I would call. And, you know, fr- from there, obviously, uh, Homer uh, explains to Marge the cliche nerd-jock dichotomy, right. uh, you know, that was prevalent in a lot of the 80s college movies mm-hmm. like Porky's and Revenge of the Revenge Nerds, of the Nerds, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, all of those really profoundly stupid movies um but one thing i like about this episode and i feel like um you know conan o'brien does a great job with humor like this is he just you know obviously he flips that whole idea on his head Mm -hmm. there's just a completely different paradigm when homer gets to college it's nothing like pop culture right right um and you know one of the things that i really loved about a lot of the classic Simpsons episodes was the the just relentless lacerating skewering of pop culture in yes. general, um, and it's it's not something that that really is as prevalent in some of the later episodes. And I have some thoughts on that that we'll get to later when we when we talk about the uh, the next episode yeah. as well. But um, you know, it's just throughout the this whole episode where homer goes to college that entire just uh idea that all of these really dumb movies yeah. put in our heads uh you know it's just all flipped on its head and i just i love every minute of it yeah and i think uh well, this is one of the things too like with the whole nerd jock dichotomy that they reference in the in this episode specifically uh i like that there's definitely a moment where the nerds are revered uh, yes. at a moment, but there's also this moment, and this is one of the things that you don't see uh, often throughout the entire series, not just in early episodes or not, is uh, Marge being an asshole. Yes, <laughs> which is great. Like when she's just like, uh, we're a little, we're skipping ahead in the uh, in the episode a little bit, but there's uh, where Lisa basically points out that. Mar- uh, that Homer is hanging out with nerds yes. uh, after he plays Dungeons and Dragons with the guys who are tutoring him uh, to help him get uh, his his uh, credit for the course. And he's describing them playing Dungeons and Dragons and all this and that. And uh, I think Bart says like, oh, you're, those are nerds or whatever. And he's like, no, they're not. And then Marge is just like, uh, those boys seem really nice, but they're clearly, they're clearly nerds. nerds. <laughs> like, yes. Because Marge is pretty nerdy too. I mean, like, you know, not like, 
you know, Lisa nerdy, but right. like, you know, she's not cool and hip, you know? Yeah. So he goes, so he ends up getting into the college and, uh, and he's getting tutored by these nerds. And so he decides I need to make these nerds cool. Uh, because like, you know, I'm the cool, I've saw these movies. So yes. now I need to live them now. Uh, so they try to, uh, what are, uh, what are some of the, what are some of the things that he does to try? they, they want to go. They load up the car with a couple yeah, they cases load up the of beer, car with, with a bunch of beer to go on a, a uh, an alcohol fueled, uh, you know, road trip. Just a, a real rager, but you know, Marge ends up uh, asking Homer to take the kids with him. Uh, you know, so they end up going to the petting zoo, stuff like that. Um, you know, just he never really gets his his plans of whatever his idea is of just partying through college off the ground. Um, you know, these, these nerds, they just, uh, they keep him keep them from achieving these goals. Yeah. And, uh, then they decided they want to do a prank and yes. right. Yeah. And Homer's like, let's just roll up the Dean in a carpet and throw him off a bridge, which <laughs> would probably murder the Dean. Yes. <laughs> like I can't imagine that that would turn out good, but Homer keeps suggesting that as the prank. Uh, Bart is at the uh, in the dorm room, or whatever. Uh, when they're discussing this, and so Bart's like, "Look, if you guys want a prank, I can help you with a prank. I'm I'm King Prank, uh, which is not what he said because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not funny at all. But um, so Bart, he, his suggestion is that they go to the next uh, yeah, school, Springfield A and M. Springfield A and M. They uh, steal their beloved mascot, Sir Oinkselot. Sir Oinkselot, who is wearing like a Letterman jacket and a baseball cap. Yes, uh, and this is actually one of my favorite scenes in this episode <coughs> um, because, you know, like I said earlier. This episode is mostly about skewering pop culture, but mm -hmm. they do get a, a little subtle political jab in during this scene where um, Bart is basically showing them some reconnaissance photos of uh, of Sir oh, Oinkselot, yes. you know, saying, oh, here he is judging the bikini contest or whatever right. the hell it was. And uh, uh, here he is conferring an honorary degree on President Richard, Richard Nixon. Nixon. <laughs> and then the very next one is... And here he is rolling in his own film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just I, I love that this uh, this pig, this mascot for the rival college, mm -hmm. is friends with Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which it's just incredibly funny. They call me. back later on yes. in the episode as yes. well. Um, yeah. So after after he uh, after they uh, and they so they go they steal the pig right they they try to load him into the back of the yes. car. Some very funny. They they, they the, hide him and uh, Homer and the pig end up splitting a case of malt liquor. Uh, yes, <laughs> the, the the pig the pig faints um, and has to be airlifted out of the university, and that's when Richard Nixon shows back up, and uh, you know the dean feels that compelled to expel the students because of political pressure from right. Richard Nixon, <laughs> yeah. uh, his very powerful friend. <laughs> Who? Uh, let's see, what year was this episode? Episode ninety four. So yeah, I guess maybe ninety four, ninety five. Probably maybe only a year or two before Ooh. Nixon died. Actually, original air date October fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. Okay. I yeah. I want to say I, I I'm not gonna look it up, but I, I want to say Nixon died in ninety four, ninety five. Okay. So this is. Yeah. I, I have. Vague memories of. I his, like that uh, the depiction role. of Nixon though is like young Nixon or like you know president era like seventies Nixon. Right, like right, it's right. not like you know a ninety year old man or however old he would be. Uh, it's just him, and he's just like he's friends with the pig, which yeah. is great. There's also this is the I guess almost a uh, uh, foreshadowing of the Simpsons movie uh, where Homer gets the pig, uh, yes, spider pig, spider pig. So it, I wonder are there. I can't think of any off from the top of my head, but I wonder if there are other instances of Homer befriending a pig for any. I, I don't know. Um, there was the flying pig from the uh, Lisa the vegetarian. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, I don't think uh, Homer and that pig were friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that that was that was another uh, a classic example like, as well. Uh, another great classic scene in this is the wallet inspector scene. <laughs> Uh, which is great. So after the nerds get expelled from the school and uh, Homer doesn't inexplicably, I guess because of Mr. Burns's ties to the university, he gets to stay. I don't think they address. Well, it. he wasn't really it, the nerds were with the pig when the pig fainted. Right. Homer wasn't around. Okay. So maybe yes. that's how he got off. So the students are outside of the gate <laughs> on the university property because apparently it's a gated 
community and the students are out there the nerds and uh they're like oh don't worry about us mr simpson we can take care of ourselves and then snake shows up and he's like wallet inspector <laughs> and they're like oh okay and they pull out their wallets and he's like and obviously he just robs them and then like they pan back to homer and he's like hey that isn't the wallet inspector <laughs> which is just like i've seen that get used a lot on twitter and stuff like that uh for pretty much anybody who gets hoodwinked or, or swindled in right, any right. sort of way, especially like a politician or something like that. It was like, oh, I thought this was the thing. It's like, that's not the wallet inspector. I think it's a pretty good universal uh, thing to, to attach to anybody doing something very stupid. Yeah. Um, one little motif that I made a note about um, when I was reviewing this episode earlier was there are three separate shots of, homer outside of a window from the perspective of you know looking someone sitting indoors and looking out of a window at homer outside um oh there's the one with the dean obviously when he prank calls the dean yeah yeah he prank calls the dean from a from a payphone (laughs) and says hello dean you're a stupid head (laughs) which is the the best prank call (laughs) right he's just in full view of of the dean looking right out the window he just left the dean's office he recognizes his voice on the phone immediately he's like homer and then looks out the window and there's homer at the fucking uh payphone right but there's a um Oh shit! There was another scene. It was a flashback to his high school guidance counselor uh, because Homer, <laughs> Homer was talking about how he always wanted to go to college, but life got in the way yes, or something yeah. like that. And it was a flashback. He's in his guidance counselor's office and he's set, like filling and, out the yeah. He's just like just si- just sign this application. You're, You're a shoe in. <laughs> and uh, but he notices some squirrels outside, mm-hmm. so he just uh, he goes, just goes outside yeah, to chase, chase the squirrels. And um, then that happens again when he's. Uh, Oh, it was uh, when he's in class. Yeah, in, when he was in, in class. Nuclear Physics 101. And like uh, the professor's like, oh, you have to do that. He's like, do we have to? He's like, no, I <laughs> right. guess not. He's like, well, kiss my round bottom goodbye. And he just walks out. And what is he? He's outside. Is it squirrels again? I, I guess. And that'd be a, I, it would make sense remember. that it's a callback to squirrels. I, just, I, I mean, I, I like those those little callbacks. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just yeah. funny. To- they, like the, they use the outside the window gag a lot. Uh, it, yeah. throughout the whole series. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, mostly at the school, I think, uh, that gets used a lot. Um, one episode in particular is, uh, that I'm thinking of is when, um, groundskeeper Willie's looking out the window and he's getting mad at the Scots and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, brothers and sisters of rivals, you know, like the English and the Scots or the Scots and the Scots, damn Scots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what episode that is, but hopefully somebody picks it soon, so that way I will get that brain fart. Yeah, well, um, go, going back to um, the the stereotypical uh, views of college life presented to us from uh, movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, mm-hmm. um, there is one line in here where Homer's talking about this. He goes to the freshman mixer, and he, right. oh, yes. he spikes the, uh, the punch bowl, <laughs> thinking he'll be a campus hero. Yeah. Um, but one of the kids notices it and just completely <laughs> shuts the party down saying yeah. someone has spiked the punch bowl. <laughs> Don't worry. Your parents are on their way to pick you yeah, up. That's so good. Um, but Homer says something about, uh, you know, someone sucked the life out of these kids, and unless movies and TV have lied to me, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. Um, but it, I mean, that's just a, a, a perfect example of, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, uh, pop culture uh, commentary that that we loved so much uh you know around this time yeah i think uh what i mean this i feel like this episode lent itself to that more than most of the episodes because i mean you got the college stuff so obviously you can reference all of those college movies uh and then just you know because you're dealing with college age kids you can make all the i mean through a lot of Monty Python references. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, even the couch gag was the Monty Python foot yes. crushing the yes. family on the couch. And the, the nerds talk about Monty Python. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the nice to say knee. knee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I think is how they won Homer over because yes. he just laughed at that and said, <laughs> knee like that. <laughs> he was like, all right, they're making weird noises. I'm on board with this. I don't <laughs> get the reference at all. Um, I think what oh so obviously after so after they get kicked off campus the nerds uh, Homer invites them to stay at his house uh, and they're obvi- they quickly become a burden on the entire Simpsons family. Uh, one scene that I really loved was uh, when Bart and Lisa are watching this itchy and scratchy episode yes. 
And Lisa's like, oh, I heard about this. This is the one where Scratchy actually catches Itchy, yep. which I don't know if that's a real thing that everybody experienced, but uh, I remember growing up and somebody, there was this like myth, like fake story, this rumor that there was an episode of the Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote where the coyote actually captures the Roadrunner. And I don't, I, I don't think it exists, but yeah, I think it was no one of those. Yeah, but it was like one of those urban legend things. Right. Like, so you'd be watching, and you're like, "Oh, is this the one where he gets the Roadrunner and eats him?" <laughs> so I don't know if that was such a widespread like fake thing, and that's what they're referencing with that, or you know. But yeah, so so like Scratchy's like loading all these you know bombs and missiles plastic and grenades, plastic, yeah, all over uh, Itchy. And right before they're about to show, uh, presumably, Itchy, excuse me, Itchy being blown up, uh, the TV gets unplugged because one of the nerds wants to plug in the rock tumbler. Yes. <laughs> and, and Bart and Lisa just scream and they're like, plug it in, plug it in. He's like, the rock tumbler or the TV? <laughs> the TV, the TV. Which is just so funny that like that there would be a world where people would be like, screaming for you to plug in a rock tumbler <laughs> that he was just that stupid but then they plug it in and it's over and then crusty's like oh wow they'll never let us show that again that was a once in a lifetime thing which is just so good so that's bart and lisa hate him uh and i forget uh what is it that they do to piss off marge i don't remember i think it's just their presence i think yeah it's just a oh the um they're on the internet and yes, the modem yes, is on the phone and she sounds. can't use the phone. It just squeals in her ear, yes. which is that's man. That, that's such a product of its time. That joke, oh, like absolutely. that is a joke that you can't make anymore unless you set like actually, uh, Mary Devin and I have been watching, uh, that show on Hulu, uh, Pen 15. Yeah, we, takes place uh, in the we, 90s. We finished that one too. Which is, it's a, yeah, we just finished it last night. Great show. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But uh, it's set in the 90s. And yeah, there's a lot of that of like somebody picking up the phone and the modem is like wailing in their ear. But that's the only way you can do it in a modern day thing is to set it in the past. And it's just, I don't know. It's those little things of looking back at these old episodes and like seeing those things that like, that was, a, that's a joke that you, no one can do now. The Simpsons right. own that joke. A lot of the jokes, it's not it's not just that, but just as like a broader issue. Um, there's we'll get into this in a few minutes when we talk about the new episode, but just all of the <coughs> pop culture stuff, it's not as homogenized these days. Yeah. Um, so it's not as easy to skewer those and make jokes that will have a broad appeal, in my opinion. Right. Right. Um, you know, when they talk about. Um, you know, primetime TV and stuff like that. It's just people don't care about that stuff as much. It's anymore. true, yeah. It's not as it's not as widely consumed. Yeah, because primetime isn't. I mean, any time of day is primetime, right? You and make I mean, your own primetime, right? Now. Yeah, it, that's not to say there's not TV shows and movies that are you know that have wide appeal. It's sure. just you know there's no more appointment television anymore, yeah. um, and you know, I just feel like a lot of the gags from the older Simpsons episodes are like really just about other shows on TV. It's true. Yeah. They would do that on like, yeah, you would just, you wouldn't even see it on the TV, but you, you know, you'd have the perspective of the TV looking at who, the Simpsons family on the couch. Right. And then they would be like, up oh, next on Fox. And then it's like yeah. some very stupid show or something like that, which I love how much they were able to get away with just shitting on Fox constantly. Like I love it. for, and they still are like, yeah. I mean, hell, in fact, uh, the opening of the new episode, uh, they're making fun of Fox news That's and the, the first intro note that I, that I yeah. made on that one. Um, you know, we talked about how there was some subtle political commentary and a subtle jab at, uh, at Richard Nixon. Right. In the, uh, the classic episode where Homer goes to college, right. As soon as we started watching that, that newer episode that we're going to talk about. It's just within the, uh, the first couple of seconds, it's just a yeah, very not immediate. So no, gag. not subtle at all. Yeah. Um, which I guess, so, uh, ultimately, uh, we'll wrap up the classic episode and we'll get into the new one. They convince the, uh, Dean Homer decides the best way for them to get, uh, let back into college is to save the Dean's life. Yes. Uh, with a zany scheme. Yes. Why does it have to be zany? Right. Right. 
Uh, and so the, the idea that Homer comes up with is that they saved the, the, the Dean's life and, uh, they quickly cut to Homer speeding his car down the road and the nerds are like pounced behind like, uh, uh, some bushes waiting for the Dean to come out apparently at exactly five o'clock on the dock. Cause they're looking at their watches. It's four fifty nine. Homer's just hauling ass and he's about to get to him. And then the nerds are like. Oh, three, two, wait, should we adjust for wind, uh, wind shear? And they're like, yeah. And then they, as, as they're recalculating, Homer just plows into the Dean. And, <laughs> and so then the Dean's in the hospital, full body cast. And, uh, so they, he convinces them to let him back in. Uh, I don't really know how he convinces them, basically. He's just kind of like, cause the Dean's chill, I yeah, guess. It's just, he like felt bad about the whole situation. So he just yeah. decided to, let the nerds back in. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, one of those things that I liked about, um, you know, a lot of these episodes around that time was it just kind of wrapped up quickly mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. and no one really learns anything. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, that's the end. It's like they had all these gags and then at the end they're like, oh shit, we're at 21 minutes. Uh, right. I guess we got to wrap it up yeah, now. Let's, uh, let's put a bow on <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, because the Dean was pretty, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because the Dean was pretty chill most of the time through right. the whole thing. He was the cool Dean. And Homer also, like, he saw him as, like, the asshole Dean, even though he wasn't. And then the Dean, at the end, when he's in the hospital, he's like, I mean, I guess I was kind of a jerk or whatever. Yes, and like, he's like, yes, you were. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. So that's what it is. Like, he was kind of mean or gruff for one second. And so, but then, uh, yeah, they get let back into the college. And then that's it. That's how the episode ends, basically, right? Well, yeah, Homer has to go back and pass his physics Oh, right. Test, yes. Uh, which he does not. He does not. He um, gets an F. Yeah, but they go and hack the database or whatever and right changes yeah. grade to an a yeah um, and then he's sitting around the uh they're sitting around the the house with all the, with all the family and they're like hey plus how'd you do it and he's like well let's just say i got a little help from a magic box and like marge is like you change your grade with a computer like no like just got it immediately there was no no subtlety there at all um and then yeah, so that's, that's it. he pass you know passes uh, ostensibly, and so he gets to keep his job, which I think that's one of the few episodes where they wrap up how Homer gets to keep his job at the yeah. nuclear power plant. Because usually it's like he does some stupid thing, and you're like, how could he? He didn't even go to work for like three weeks in yeah, this he'll, episode. He'll get fired, and then he has another job, and then yeah, you know, the next episode he's back at the I, just... which is one of the great things about the show is that like. Things are like we talk about episodes not being canon, like the Treehouse of Horror episodes aren't canon or whatever because people die. But also, like, so much happens in this series and very little of it actually carries over. Like, if you'd never watched The Simpsons before, you could dive into pretty much any season and get what's going on at any point. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, this the canon only goes so far. This show's been on the air for 30 some odd years or whatever. And you know, we're we're about to talk about an, a second episode that aired 15 years after this one. Yeah, um, which was still seven years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, in which all of the characters are still the same age. Yeah, and the things that they talk about and joke about have shifted to a right. You know, into the future. Obviously. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's only so much. Uh. You know canon so to speak. yeah the canon is basically these are the characters here's how old they are and here's what their jobs are at the beginning of the episode right. like that's basically it everything else is who knows all right so we're going to switch gears here and talk about the new episode uh so what we do i randomly select i i wrote a very small simple program to randomly select a uh we'll call it the uh the the Simpsonator 3000. Uh, I clicked the random button on that, and the episode that uh, Jacob got was uh, season 23, episode 21, uh, Ned and Edna's Blend Agenda, which is a tongue twister of a title. Um, the gist of this episode is basically that uh, we find out that uh, Ned Flanders and Edna Krabappel, uh have been secretly married for some time. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Apparently, if you watched some other previous seasons, I don't know, <laughs> uh, before 23, uh, I vaguely remember there was like a, and they reference it in this episode, um, they break the fourth wall on that, and uh, but there was like a 
public like online voting thing or something like that to yes. decide if they stay together or not. Vague recollection of this. Yeah. I don't remember. I assume the outcome was that they stay together. Since this was they, in 2012. I don't remember anything that happened. Anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, 2012 was, you know, things were, you know, we had Obama coming back around, you yeah. know, then we didn't, you know, all we had, all we had to worry about was drone strikes. You know, true. it wasn't. <laughs> and not, not, not us because we live in America. Yeah. 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 yeah we're fine. Yeah. We're. Um, <laughs> so, which actually, uh, that brings us. Yeah. So the opening gag that you started talking about, uh, which this is a thing that they started doing in the later episodes, the ones that are filmed in HD. Yeah. Uh, filmed. <laughs> drawn. In front of a live studio <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's, it's murder on the animator's uh, wrists. Uh, yeah. They no longer employ dozens of Korean animators, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how it works, but it's, it's all It's a thousand monkeys in front of a thousand typewriters. <laughs> yes. yes. Drawing with a typewriter. It's all ASCII <laughs> art now. Um, yeah. Right, well, right off the bat, uh, you know, on the new HD intro, yeah. they'll throw in some extra gags A little goof before then. the couch gag and it's just right off the bat there's a plane with a banner flying that says uh we don't hate you fox news we just love like a dozen different yeah other every networks. other news station more yeah. uh, i think that was a reference to because i th- i know they did this and i don't know if this was from an episode before this or after but there was one episode where they had like a fox news helicopter and it's and the logo and the tagline written on the helicopter. It's like Fox News, not racist, but number one with racists. Yes, which is a great joke. That's a and better joke than the one much from better. this episode. In my opinion. I'm wondering if that helicopter bit was from an earlier episode, and maybe Fox News got pissed about it. Could be. And so this was like a hey, you know, almost kind of like the uh, after Streetcar Named March, Homer the Heretic, the mm-hmm. opening chalk, uh, which is going to be the next episode preview uh the the opening chalkboard thing is we will not i will not defame new orleans which is a reference to everybody pissed off at the uh streetcar named marge episode uh so it could have been a similar thing there but yeah you're right there was no subtlety to it it was just like fuck you fox news right you know i could appreciate them throwing in uh you know i guess timely jabs yeah whenever applicable uh you know this this episode did air in i look i think it said may of 2012 Mm -hmm. um which would have been you know that's was obviously an election year it wasn't like quite in the thick of everything yet but uh you know that uh, obama was up for re-election against romney who i don't know if he had cinched the nomination by that point or whatever but regardless election year so i'm sure there was a ton of bullshit on Fox News by that point oh, yeah. in the year. So um, they just feel the need to throw in these extra jabs whenever they can. And they can now that it's all animated in HD with computers. Right, and yeah. Throw in these That's true, yeah. They can do it last things. minute, right. too. Like, absolutely. I mean, like, that was the thing that, like, South Park was doing stuff where they were making references to stuff that yes. happened, like, on Friday and the episode was airing on Sunday or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's just, you know, that's crazy that they could do that now. So, yeah, so uh, basically, was, oh, and the couch gag was pretty was pretty bad too it was oh, an yeah, avatar was, uh, avatar yeah. which i hate that movie so yeah. my first thought was this is not off to a good start yeah it starts off with the with a i mean the couch gag was like i mean if you're writing a couch gag in the world of avatar it was pretty good like you know the couch is flying around like the whatever creatures and yeah. they had to like land on it and connect and da, da, da. the it was funny at the very end where uh bart pulls uh homer's hair tail plug thing and like sticks it in an electric outlet <laughs> and he you know gets electrocuted that was pretty funny um i mean i know the couch gags aren't supposed to be like dude that was fucking hilarious did you see the couch gag last night but it's like you know i don't know i just didn't think that maybe it's it just it feels like it doesn't hold up as well as some of the other references. Yeah, well, do. I mean, you know, I I don't think this was the case, but they did have that streak a couple of years ago where they were bringing in guest animators for right. the couch gag. Yeah. So they have been kind of making it a centerpiece mm-hmm. lately. I know. Um, Which, they, by the way, that's a thing. I hope whatever the last season of The Simpsons is, I hope they do that with full episodes. Like, right. have like a Rick and Morty well, yeah, animated they, written episode. They have did a, have a uh, a Rick and Morty crossover couch game right, a yeah. years ago. And it'd be great to have them do like a full episode and have like the Adventure Time and like the art style and the writing. I right. think that would be fun. And just make the episodes non-canon and just like, who gives a <laughs> shit? 
We're on season thirty-eight. Let's just <laughs> we're all half Put dead. Me out of my misery. Yeah. yeah there was stop, another stop, one a few years ago that I really liked a lot. It was I think Don Hertzfeld, the guy mm-hmm. who did the uh, Moss Boat is too weird. <laughs> the rejected <laughs> yeah. cartoons yeah. from like the early two thousands. Um, but he had a, a really good, like very well animated couch gag, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was actually about the Simpsons like still being on the air, like yes, that's hundreds right, hundreds of years, yeah. from, from now. <laughs> so um, it was one thing that they would also preview the couch gags like on Facebook and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, do you just you know that no one's going to watch it now? Like you know no one's yeah. watching it, so yeah. you're like, well, here's the thing we spent the most money on you was hiring this. Bit, yeah, you know? I mean, it did kind of make me go. The couch gag was cool. I might watch the episode, but I didn't do that (laughs) until years later well i mean that's another thing and this is um you know uh another kind of broader issue about media is obviously everything's a lot more fragmented these days you know when the simpsons were in their heyday in the mid 90s um you know they were bringing in some pretty monster ratings um you know they just the television landscape is so completely different these days that they're not bringing in the same type of nielsen ratings um, or anything like that. So, you know, obviously you have to, you know, throw some stuff out there on social media to get people interested. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, look at, you know, all the late night shows, uh, you know, your Conan's and stuff like that. Like they'll put on a clip of the stand-up comic who was on the other Mm -hmm. night or, or, or the daily show will do like a quick little, like, Hey, here's a thing. And it's like, even if you don't watch a whole show, you're at least watching some these clips. And, and yeah, I guess it is just the way that's how you have to get people to watch stuff now is just giving little tidbits. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I noticed um, just kind of like a broad uh, theme in this episode that we that we watched. And we haven't really gotten into the plot right. yet too much. Um, but as opposed to skewering pop culture, this one was it was more kind of about like. Uh, trends in society at large and the human condition Mm. more than it was about pop culture. At least that's the way it came off to me. And just a lot of more like um, very overt political jabs, satirical jabs, a lot less subtlety. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah. And it's fine if we skip ahead a little bit in it, but there was to that end, there's a joke in there where uh, Homer goes into uh, the leftorium, Ned's left-hand store, yes. and he walks into the back room, and there's a bunch of people sitting in chairs in a circle. It's clearly a meeting of some kind. And uh, and Ned says, oh, sorry, we're just having a meeting of the LGBT. Pause for what would be laughter. And then, uh, and then he d- explains that it stands for lefty, gifted, bidextrous and transhander which is just first of all there's a lot going on there the joke isn't like if you're gonna make an lgbt joke that is not a funny one and secondly why are you making an lgbt joke in this situation like i know ned is like a very religious uh character but like i don't know it just i think it's they were just like oh lgbtq that's an acronym people are saying now we have to put it in an episode it's like you could just not like i don't know it just added nothing to the episode it wasn't funny uh it came off as a little uh because then they have like the scene afterwards there's a guy like drops something and he's like sorry i'm a pre-op tree hanser yeah trans hanser yeah Yeah, and i'm like ah come on man that's it was just a gross joke yeah it was like you don't you guys don't know what's going on in the world right now which i thought was a little i mean that was my my first thought was like oh this is just you know ned flanders being uh you know a super sheltered christian right but i felt like they kind of took it a little too far yeah i thought i I thought so too and i think that's one of the things i I think that we're developing a theme here is the lack of of subtlety in in the newer episodes um uh let's see so uh what so it opens up with there's they're they're doing a community theater play of the passion of the christ uh, and so people are there auditioning. Uh, Ned is obviously very excited about this. Uh, one <laughs> Millhouse's audition actually made both of us laugh out loud when we were watching yeah. it. Uh, I don't remember exactly. It was, what um, it was. he was auditioning for, um, uh, 
boy who points right at, oh yeah Jesus or something <laughs> yeah. like that and the, the director asked him to point stage left, left and he said i've been preparing right <laughs> and it's such a classic mill and that's a thing been, <laughs> from watching these newer episodes you know preparing for the podcast and stuff like that that uh i've noticed is that the side characters are still great yeah. when they're not full episodes dedicated to them like the you know Millhouse just saying something off the cuff like that, uh, Mo or Krusty. Whenever they show up for one like one line or two lines, it's just as funny as the old ones most of the time. And yeah. I think that's good that that still exists because that was one of the greatest things about the early episodes. Is like you know Mo would just like walk from off camera for some reason <laughs> and just be like ah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and it's like you know where did that where why is he even why is he in the school right now you know like why is he here. But Why they're is he like in our home. Yeah, they're like, well, we thought of it's basically the writers just being like, well, we thought of this joke, and the only character that it would make sense to say is Mo. So right. Mo's at their house now, and like <laughs> that's funny, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make sense. The joke was funny enough to carry it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's the auditions, um, and then uh, uh, Ned is auditioning for Jesus, obviously, and he rattles off that he has been Jesus. Every year before then, uh, and the director basically gets bored by that and is like, well, then, nope, you're going to have a non-speaking role because fuck you, basically. (laughs) And then, uh, so then Homer, and then uh, Homer is in the back of the theater, overhears the director explaining what Jesus Christ is, basically, and like saying all these, like all the cool things, like turning water into wine and people can hear him and, you know, things like that. And so Homer's like, okay. And then he goes in there and he's like, I'll I'll be Jesus. And the director's (laughs) like, good. Okay. You're it. Like he just doesn't (laughs) care at all. So then Homer is, Oh, this was a great line was, um, uh, Ned is upset that Homer gets the role of Jesus. Uh, and Ned says to him, he's like, well, this is just going to be my cross to bear. <laughs> yes. And Homer says, what's that a reference to? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it's not that great of a joke, but it definitely felt like a classic Homer line. Like it's, it didn't it's... feel like forced. It was just like, yeah, no, he's a dumb, dumb idiot. He yeah. always would make the joke about the thing that he's about to do because he just doesn't know. Like, right. No, I, no, that's a, that's a decent joke. It's just kind of like, you know, how did he fuck his way up, you know, into this position? Right. You know? Yeah, and he didn't even really, like, fuck it up. He just, like, heard the director talking and walked up and said, I'll do it. And a lot of times he kind of stumbles into it a little bit more. And this he just kind of stepped into. I yeah, think. it's not like when he when he wanted to be the town crier in mm-hmm. that, that old episode. Yeah. He, uh, he really muscled his way into that one. Yeah. This one he just kind of stumbled into. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more initial conflict between, like, him and Ned. You know, yeah. like, you know, I don't know if, like, they would have had to audition back-to-back or something like that. I don't know, but... I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. Um, it did lead to another decent joke was um, once Homer is actually Jesus in the play. And uh, uh, wait, no, what is, oh man, he says, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And as Jesus, Homer says like, only my father, and like all the, all the cast members in as part of the play are like, crucify him, crucify him. And Homer as Jesus says, only my father can judge me. And then Abraham Simpson uh, stands up in the audience yeah. and goes, crucify, crucify. him. Which is just funny. I love, like, I just love how shitty of a dad Abe is and, like, that he will just, like, any moment they can be like, we need somebody to be mean to Homer, but for it to kind of sting a little bit more. <laughs> they just bring in Grandpa and have him be either neglected so Homer looks bad or just as an outright asshole to Homer, which right. I always like. Um, and then after the play, we somehow find out that Ed and uh, I mean that Ned and Edna, oh man, yeah, that's a tongue twister. Are uh, are have been married? Secretly. Yes, they have. Uh, you know, um, well, first of all, the the Homer is very heavy and breaks the cross oh, right. and falls onto Ned. Ned, right, bumps his head, has to go to the hospital. And that's how we find out that Ned and Edna, right? Because they're like, oh, only family, yeah, and in, Edna's in like, ambulance. I'm his wife, uh, right? And it's just like. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I was like, I don't, I was like, this is, almost seems like too much of a leap. But I mean, I guess if you've been watching for a couple of seasons and saw them dating, it wouldn't be as jarring. But it just seemed kind of like, really? Like, the it's, crass 
grade school teacher and like the Bible thumper. Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, get they the conflict, did it, but I feel like it's one of those things where they did it just because. But right. honestly, if I'm thinking about it, you know, it feels kind of feels kind of wrong that they just skipped ahead to mm-hmm. that. But yeah. on the other hand, like I feel like an entire episode about them, like you know, starting to date. And falling in love, getting married, and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been insufferable. Yeah. It's that's just true. like easier this way. Yeah. And I guess you're right. I mean, and that's like where The Simpsons flourish usually is just like cutting out the bullshit and you're like, let's just get to the joke. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, like even like how they would end things of like, well, we got the basics of the plot wrapped up with right. a bow. Uh, all right. Roll credits. Like they're yep. like, yeah, why, why mince words? Let's just do it. Um, so after, the, <laughs> I think one of the, one of the best lines in the whole episode, which was straight up funny, uh, was uh, when uh, Edna and Ned and Rod and Todd. Oh, that's why it's Ed and Edna. Ed, eh, yeah. Ned and Edna, Rod and Todd. I can't speak now. Um, <laughs> they're eating dinner and they're doing their, they're saying grace before the meal. And uh, Rod or Todd, I can never remember which is which, yeah, uh, says uh, <laughs> the younger one. Says uh, he's like, uh, and God bless cigarette mommy. <laughs> Thank you for cigarette mommy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Calling Edna Krabappel's c- cigarette mommy was very funny. And then wait, and then she's like, uh, and then Ned's like, don't call her that. And then he comes up with another one. It's like replacement mommy, I think, or something like that, which isn't as funny. It's not as funny as a second beat uh, because cigarette mommy is just so funny. Right. But um, yeah, and I think I think I think when we were watching it together just now, that was like one of the like two times that we both laughed out loud because <laughs> uh, just I think the phrase cigarette mommy is just funny. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so one of the things I, I kind of mentioned earlier, but uh, I'll talk about it a little bit now is uh, Rod and Todd. I think they're still basically the same characters. They haven't like embellished them in any way. Like their goofiness of like skipping and holding hands during the yes. episode felt exactly felt like a scene ripped out of an old episode. Yeah, well, those two characters have never really been that deep, right? Yeah. So um, I guess there isn't too much to really. They're just a roll couple with. of silly sheltered kids. Yeah. Um, there's like I'm scratching my head. I don't think there's ever been like a Rod and Todd episode. Um, uh, I mean, I guess there's ones, oof. well, there's the episode where Bart and Lisa stay over at their house. Yeah. Uh, when uh, child services gets involved. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I not, mean, that episode's still more it's about not, Bart and Lisa. Right. It's not explicitly them. It's probably the episode they're in the most. I uh, mean, you get to know Rod and Todd a little bit over the years, but mm-hmm. there's still just not that much there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's true. It's not like oh, there's been several crusty episodes and Mo episodes right. and uh, right. Lenny and Carl even you know like have there, wait have there been full Lenny Carl episodes? I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't think I so. mean I can't think of. I would like there. to see that. They, I feel like those characters have some depth. But this is explore. this is a, a Flanders and Edna Krabappel episode, right. yeah. which which I, I'm fine with. I guess yeah, you know, those are decent decent characters. characters. Yeah, and you know there is that juxtaposition of the you know. Crude cigarette smoking, you know, promiscuous uh, woman and the Bible thumping, you know, uh, widower uh, being together. I think that's, you know, there's some there. It makes for fun, um, but um, or should have rather (laughs) make for fun. Like, I don't think overall the episode was bad uh, and we can give initial we can give uh, final thoughts on it. But um, yeah, I mean, this one ends up just being mostly you know, something that's pretty relatable, I would assume, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, for married couples, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm a married person. I don't have any kids, so right. I, I don't have any firsthand experience with that dynamic, but it, it would seem to be a universal, uh, thing that, uh, you know, families and especially blended families yeah. have to deal with is, you know, this, this episode is all about how, how do they want to raise their kids and, you know, just the differences that they have coming from different backgrounds and, you know, honestly still getting to know each other. Like yeah. we didn't even know they were married until, you know, a 10 minute. minutes yeah, ago exactly. in this episode. Yeah. Um, and, and that's basically what it's all about. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's a nice little universal theme that people can relate mm-hmm. to. Um, so from that regard, I feel like they did a, a decent job, you know, putting together a nice little story. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely, you know, something that, 
that you know people can understand and, yeah. and consume. Yeah, there was nothing in there where I was just like, like I didn't get bored at any point. I mean, like yeah. I was definitely like mm, kind of want to look at my phone right now, but like that level of bored. But I do that with shows I love. But like I was like, mm, this is work. This is research. I'm going to watch it right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't. But I also wasn't like you know what? When people are shitting on the newer episodes, it's going to be like. You got to watch season 23, episode 21, because it fucking rules. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. But, like, you know, I think, yeah. you know, the point uh, overall is just that, uh, you know, because they get into it of, like, uh, Edna kind of being a corruption of the kid or corrupting the kids a little bit. Right. Like, you know, uh, they have temporary tattoos. She pulls them out of their Christian school, and puts them in public school. Yeah. Um, the kids are saying chillax now, which <laughs> freaks out Ned. Um, uh, one scene that I did like a lot was uh, when you know Ned is anxious about a lot of this stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and he has uh, a nightmare, which is presented oh, yeah. as like kind of an aside, it, like a like a claymation, like Davy and Goliath right, cartoon, right. Uh, replete with a talking dog mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, and it's just it's about how uh, Rod or Todd or I don't know which one's which. Yeah. I still don't know is graduating from college, but Ned realizes that it's, uh, and, an elite, uh, East coast <laughs> yeah, university. Like and, very liberal. Yeah. There's his, like people protesting. Yeah, his son and, has graduated in comparative religious studies. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed that scene a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and it know, was, it was cool seeing them like kind of, of break out. Of, yeah. The political well. commentary and, uh, and, and actually that kind of links the two episodes together a little bit. Yes. Uh, is the, liberally college and also like the like yeah it's not like it used to be back in the right. day like things are different now <laughs> um inadvertently uh we're able to link the episodes um but i i did like that they at first i was kind of like ah, claymation dropping out of their you know their normal medium i was like oh, i don't know what this is gonna do but it ended up being a pretty decent scene and so yeah. i was like actually i kind of like this break from the norm you know it's kind of thing like they have the money to just do whatever the hell they want now so like yeah you might as well do fun little different things you know um so there was uh <laughs> so the, the b plot of the episode is that marge is trying to create a wedding party for them yes to help sell because they you know obviously got married in secret and so she and then like uh uh reverend lovejoy's wife uh is mad that it's like she's not throwing the port so there's some conflict there it's not the best thing, but it's all basically just to lead everything, uh, you know, to give them a reason to tie everybody together in one place at one time. They have the party at the Simpsons house in the backyard, as most weddings apparently happen in the back of uh, that, because Apu got married in the backyard. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Otto got married in the backyard. Um, and now uh, they had the party for Ed and uh, Ned and Edna. Jesus. Um, Wait, didn't Homer and Marge renew their vows in the I believe they too? did, yeah. 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 It's, I, which is weird because there's so many scenes in the church, but yeah. <laughs> not the weddings. Um, one of the – so – and like they kind of like end things uh, in the backyard there. And one of the things I really liked was the fourth wall break that Mo does. Uh, and Mo says – he's like, uh, well – Everything got wrapped up nice and neat in three acts. That classic three yes. act structure. Everything's done, and then uh, was it Marge or somebody? Yeah, Marge. He, no, he's I think to Marge. it was Lisa. He Lisa. Was talking he's talking to, to Lisa. Yeah, and Lisa's like, uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's going to have to be another act. And Mo just angrily walks off, and he's like, <laughs> fourth act. And like, yeah. it's so it's so silly. But I I like a fourth wall break. I always think that's fun and funny uh, as long as it's not overused. But also just the whole like. I don't know, talking about the, the, the script structure, I thought, was right. just like a very funny Well, thing. that's another meta thing that uh, it actually has in common with the other episode we watched. Uh, you know, be, before, you know, going back to Homer Goes to College, before he realizes he still has to pass his test. Right. They talk oh, about yeah. how everything's, you know, yeah. nice and wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, he tied up all the loose ends. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just another, uh, another common theme that these, these two have. So, yeah, the episode kind of wraps up, like, I mean, nothing really happens, kind of. Yeah. Um, there was a, a, one of the final jokes that I liked was uh, there's an assembly at, at Springfield Elementary, and 
apparently their test scores have been very low because they've been having so many assemblies the kids haven't had time to study which is just very funny because it is like almost every scene they ever have at the school is it's an assembly and uh so that was a nice little like poking uh a little meta joke but also so they bring out somebody dressed as a pencil and a scantron sheet uh and they like sing this song and they're like uh that is just the answers yeah, to the, the answers standardized to test. The test yeah a b to the D, tune of e, the, the alphabet C, song yeah. that was a funny little uh gag and like uh what oh, god damn it why can't i think of the other teacher uh lisa's teacher uh oh, mr largo the music uh, teacher yes wait but uh, was he the one who said it he was one of the ones dressed up as oh, like no, the um, pencil off on the, the side in the wings of the stage. Uh, the the female teacher. Uh, oh, um, why can't I think of her name? Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. Yeah. Yes. Miss um, Hoover's like so. We're just giving them the answers now, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I mean, these kids are very dumb. Yes. <laughs> um, one of my favorite jokes in this episode was back at the uh, the wedding party. Um, I don't know the names of either of these characters, but mm-hmm. there was the sea captain yes. talking to like. The, oh yeah, the, I have old sea the, captain written down. The busy, yeah. the busy professional uh-huh. woman, who's, and they're like making out. Yeah, and Marge is like, no weird hookups. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know when they when they get separated, the sea captain says, uh, you know, I'm married to the sea, and I'm seeing two of the great lakes on the side. <laughs> and he's like, I won't say their names, but it is eerie how superior one of them is to the other. <laughs> It was just a very good, yeah, just a good, that felt like an old classic goof. Like, this little scene exists just for them to make, they, like, they probably wrote the Great Lakes joke years ago or months ago or something like that. And they were waiting for a time to use it. And they're like, well, the sea captain would probably be at the wedding. So let's just, let's just put the joke here off to the side for no reason. I'm just a fan of the phrase, I'm married to the sea. Married to the sea is very funny. Um, and seeing two of the Great Lakes on the side yeah. is also that's just such a nice little like uh, second beat to that. I think that was the name of a like a, a web comic that I used to read. Married to the, the Sea, yeah. yeah. To uh, the sea. Uh, Drew Toothpaste, he did uh, Toothpaste yeah, for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still doing it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's like thousands of comics in now. Yeah, because that's like that's One been around panel. for like at least fifteen years. Yeah, or it's so, like right? forever. Yeah, it's been a while for sure. Okay, all right. I'm gonna have to go through some of that stuff, but. Um, yeah, so, okay, overall episode uh, reaction, overall feeling towards the episode. Towards the new one? Yeah, towards the new one. Yeah, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, I I definitely didn't hate it. There were um, some things that I didn't like about it. Uh, you know, I felt like, you know, they threw just like dozens and dozens of jokes up yeah. against the wall and you know some of them didn't hit yeah uh you know like we talked about that that cringy lgbt joke mm, uh yeah. that scene was was not good yeah they could have um, cut that joke and squeezed in another one somewhere else that yeah. probably would have been better right but you know overall it was decent uh decent story um some some good uh social commentary in mm-hmm. there i enjoyed it yeah, I I agree. I I will say one of the, uh as soon as we sat down to watch it and the intro is starting and it's just you and me in my living room watching it, I was like, I feel like we're about to do something weird, like watch porn when my mom's not home. <laughs> like it was that thing of like, okay, the fiance's out of the house, we're gonna watch a new episode of The Simpsons. I hope. <laughs> I hope it's okay. <laughs> I hope no one walks in on us watching a new Simpsons episode. <laughs> Just checking the window every yeah. five minutes, yeah. make sure no one's rolling up in the driveway. My finger on the pause yeah. button, just in case. I'm going to switch it over the, to... The last channel button, ready to go. You're going to the Scrambled Spice channel. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I swear we were watching Scrambled Porn. It's way less embarrassing. Way less embarrassing. Also, she'd be like, how did you get Scrambled Porn? It's, it just doesn't display a picture now. Like... Also, you have the internet. <laughs> I, I tried finding some on YouTube because when we were watching oh, Pen15, they yeah, we were yeah, talking about yeah. the scramble porn. Mm-hmm. And I just I typed it into YouTube, but there's really not anything <sighs> on there. Man. You know, it's not like it used to be. It's not, man. You know? Kids will never know. They'll, They'll never, never know. know. They'll never know the modem dial-up know. sound and the 20 <laughs> minutes it took for a JPEG to load. God damn. Especially, if, oh, man, if you had one of those pictures that was, like, rotated wrong and you were getting ankles first, Oof. like, come on. <laughs> Rotate it. God damn it. MS Paint will do it. 
right. Uh, well, uh, all right. So I, I guess that's it. unless you have anything else you want to add to the, uh, the no, thing. Uh, so two. This is uh, fun. Yeah, this was fun. This is our first episode. Um, uh, thank Jacob Mayer again for being on the show. Um, Jacob uh, co-writes and co-produces uh, the Ripoff Show, which is a comedy game show here in New Orleans tonight at Hi Ho. Tonight Except at Hi Ho. Probably not whenever you're listening to this. Or just go go to Hi Ho anyway. There's yeah, usually a yeah, comedy show there. there. Good people, good drinks, um, cheap drinks too. Uh, but yeah, that's once a month. Uh, I host it. Uh, Jacob is one of the writers and producers um, and showrunner as well. Uh, you wear many hats. Uh, yes, and you're wearing a hat currently. Actually, yes. But yeah, this was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can uh, follow Jacob on Twitter at uh, at Jacob with a C, but there's underscores. Underscores. So I'll words. put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and also want to give a shout out to our theme song, uh, uh, "The Blurst of Times," a remix by uh, Dankmas. Uh, shout out to him for uh, letting me use that as the theme song for the show. Um, and uh, check out 504comedy.com uh, we don't have any sponsors but that is a website that I run uh, that shows all the comedy shows happening in the New Orleans area uh, free or otherwise go check them out every single one of them every single one that is if uh, it's not listed on there it's not definitely happening. not happening yeah yeah I mean we only listed at venues that actually exist and are cool yes um, <laughs> and then yeah follow me on Twitter at Animated Jeff follow the podcast at Blairs underscore of times oh I got it do that yeah you gotta follow yeah come on you gotta follow before this episode comes out uh thank you guys for listening uh we're gonna do this uh i don't know how often this is gonna come out it depends on how many episodes i get recorded and how antsy i get about releasing them but uh uh this is the first one i'm very excited about it this was a lot of fun uh thank you thanks again jacob uh follow the thing uh subscribe and uh yeah that's it uh, that's the blurs of times i have a good day thank you Sorry, Mr. Bird, but I don't go into these backdoor shenanigans. Here I'm glad. Maybe even a little curious.